It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the midweek edition pre Connacht's trip to Salford to take on sale in the Pool 3 game next Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock kickoff. Second match in Europe for Connacht. I'm William Davis. You're welcome along to the Sports Ground. And with me today on the Midweek Podcast, Lindley McKenzie. Afternoon. Now, we've just been to the press conference, so let's hear what Andy Friend and Tom Farrell had to tell us. Andy, what are the general reflections on uh, Saturday's performance now that you've had a chance to do a proper analysis of it? Um, probably tone it down a little bit from the post-match. Oh, listen, I thought our energy was great again. We just couldn't get a foothold in the game. You know, we had um, moments there where it was uh, a drop ball or a poor kick or discipline again uh, that just didn't allow us to really get a foothold in the game. But um, looking at the positives, I thought our set piece again worked really, really well. We said that afterwards, I thought the line-out was very good. I thought our scrum was very good. Um, I thought our moral attack and defence was very, very good. Uh, and our defence, defensive work across the whole, across the team was very, very good. Um, so on reflection, it was, uh, yeah, and and probably again, uh, credit to, to Bordeaux, they are a good side. Um, so it was one, a game where we looked at it and said, you know what, we actually did okay. We know we can be better. And I think that was probably the, the biggest difference with it was there's now an expectation that when we, you know, we want to see him playing up here, and when we're not hitting that, uh, there is that element of frustration. So, um, yeah, that was the that was the review of it. Is there a particular skill in winning when you're maybe not playing at the the top level that you actually have to on the hoof just accept where you are and get the job done? Yeah, I think there is. You know, we, we talked at the start of the year that winning becomes a habit. And losing can be a habit too. Um, we've been the traffic light. We've been, you know, a loss into a win, into a loss, into a win, into a, into a loss, into a win, into a win. So we've we've broken the sequence there, which is good. Um, but and with every loss that we've had, we've we've seen the reasons how we could have improved that and how we could have got the win. What's pleasing is that we've had more wins and losses. And and you know, to me, a sign of a good side is a team that finds ways to win when they're not playing well. And I'm not going to say we didn't play well on Saturday, but we certainly weren't as clinical as we needed to be or we would have liked to be, but we still got a good win. Have you come to any conclusions about the, the penalty issues? Is is there any reason that you can see where penalties, as you call them red penalties, are we just given away at inappropriate times? We we've, we actually, the the beauty of the discussion we're having with at the moment is um, our leaders are taking that on board and, you know, to me, things are more, more, much more powerful when the leaders and the players within take it rather than the coach telling them this is not acceptable. So I had a really good chat with our leadership group on Monday. They've instigated a few things that uh, we want to implement at training, which we started today. Just spoke to the boys just then, come off the field and said, how many red penalties? None. Why? What's now a mindset? We're aware of it. Yes. Good. So probably the messaging before but wasn't getting through, but I do believe... Um, yeah, once we get our mindset right, a little bit like our bounce coming out of Glasgow on the first day, we said that wasn't good enough. And since then, we've been above 90% with that with every game we've played. So it is just a mindset thing. It's an awareness thing. Um, I believe you know, we've addressed it, and uh, I'm hopeful to see over the next couple of weeks that we're not giving away those, those red ones. But what is this bounce? You, you talk about this, uh, the percentage bounce. How does Explain that to me. That's after you've had a defensive effort. 
um, how quickly you get back onto your feet uh, and get yourself set, ready to defend again. And we have a, a simple stat. Pete, Pete Wilkins um, uh, measures all those as, as our defensive coach, uh, and he looks at not just that, but also our ability to stay connected in our line. So if, if the ball's gone beyond you or past you, do you knock off with you stay connected? That's part of our bounce too. How connected you are on the outside, are you connected to it? So there's a um, there's an array of different uh, stats that we're looking at or, or actions that we're looking at that provide us stats. Um, and coming out of the last the last game, we're at we're at 99. So um, yeah, you can get one percent better, but which we'll attempt to do. Uh, but the energy around that and the understanding as to what we're needing in defence is is very clear and the players are, are delivering that. England has not been a happy hunting ground for Connacht. So you've laid the bo- the bogey of Belfast has gone. But Connacht could do with a win on Saturday. I mean, it, 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 they often play well against English sides. But how are you setting up particularly for sale? I mean, they got their five points, so... This is to whoever wins this game could take control of this group and start to be able to drive the group forward for the remainder of it. Yeah, we're aware of that. We're aware that um, you know that they're at home and they're going to want to be winning the game as as are we. So we've uh, we've just talked about again what we need to do. Um, we've had a, a brief look at the way they attack and defend and and said you know within our system this is these are important elements that we need to make sure we turn up with. Um, and like with every other performance, it's more about us, not necessarily about them being fully aware that they're going to um, come fully loaded against us. And you know, we both know the equation. Whoever wins this one is probably in the driving seat. So, um, yeah, listen, we'll, we'll get there. And, and, and I know if we play to the game plan that we've got and to our strengths, we can win the game. Aj McGinty missing for them. Uh Connacht hero in the 2016 season. He's not going to be there, so it might give you a little opportunity there. Their midfield might be a little bit callow. Yeah, I, you know, I only hear good things about AJ. So, and I think a few of the boys are upset that he's not playing because, yeah, you, know, you like to pitch yourself against against good quality players. Not saying that the boy that comes in is not going to be that, but um, there's certainly a relationship there and a lot of respect for AJ from the people who who worked with him and played against alongside him back in 2016. And he hoping to get any of the injured players back, maybe Kieran Marmion or Tiernan O'Halloran and Owen McEwen, they must be getting close. Yeah, uh, Tiernan, we're hopeful he's going to be back. I, I th- Marmo's probably going to be another week. Um, uh, we're hopeful that Tom Farrell, here he is, he's sitting over here, we're hopeful he's going to be back this week. Um, so we've got a few boys coming back in, um, but again, it's, you know, it's a period where we are looking to, to freshen up a few players as well. Um, but my message we just announced... Uh, the the uh, players that we're looking at, at selecting this week and just my message to the players, the playing group was we picked a team that we think can win it so that's our message heading over there. Tom, you came through a bit of a bang there and uh, you ready to go again? Yeah, already. Um, it was only something small against Ulster. Um, to be honest, I probably would have been able to play last week as well but uh, it's just the way the squad is rotated so all good. European challenge, um, is there anything particularly you're looking forward to in, in, in that context? Uh, yes, probably like it's it's a bit of a refresher from the league. Um, obviously, for the last couple of years now, we've been playing the same few teams in the league, so we're kind of used to them that opposition. But I suppose what the European Cup brings is that different opposition, different environments, and kind of testing yourself against players that you haven't really tested yourself before against. It's quite a bit of competition in the centres. You got Bundy and Kyle and Owen Griffin. So uh, does that help drive? That must drive you forward. Yeah, it does. Um, I suppose when when there's always a new sign, you probably first of all you might see it as a bit daunting, or 
maybe you know he's coming from my position or but like to be honest like Kyle's come in and he's been brilliant for us squad like um build up a good relationship with him off the field as well and he's a great lad to have in the squad and like that as well Owen Griffin's been going going very well for us obviously we've Bundy um and then P Rob's injured as well so like we've plenty more boys to come in as well so it's all it's all good and looking at sale um you know this is a very important match for both sides it's an opportunity for whoever wins the game to, to sort of drive this pool forward have you are you looking at anything particular there are you, are you or is it harder to analyze a side that you don't play as often yeah like to be honest i only started looking at sale like um probably yesterday start of the week um probably wouldn't know a lot about them to be honest that's why it's important this week that we do our analysis individually and collectively um kind of get to know their their strengths and their weaknesses and then kind of opposition traits that we wouldn't be used to usually. Um, probably their form in the Premiership's probably not as good as like where it's probably not. It's not a fair indication of the quality that they do have in their their squad. Um, they're steeped in internationals and they've a couple of boys returning from injury now that are only going to strengthen their squad. So we're we're expecting a big test this weekend. We would like to thank the official Connacht Rugby Supporters Club for supporting the podcast. For the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches, check out the Supporters Club website at conaclan.com. Membership is only €10 Euro and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to conaclan.com for all your supporting needs. I think they're content enough with the performance and the win on Saturday, but maybe just a, still a few loose ends they want to tie up. Yeah, I think Andy Friend was saying that his original disappointment that they didn't get the four uh, the four tries and the, and the bonus point when they reviewed the tape and they did their reviews on Monday that really and truly he was actually quite content and happy that they actually had played reasonably well and what it came down to he thinks is that the fact that there are just they're missing a few opportunities to score and they're not taking them and what I think now what they're trying to do is they're creating chances, he says, but they're not just not able to see where the gap is or where there's a break or where to kick to maybe, and it's that that they're trying to work on now. Well, on Saturday, they're taking on Sale in Salford at the, at, at the AJ Bell Stadium. Sale had a very decent win in France. They, they beat Perpignan 41-19. They got a bonus point. Whoever wins on Saturday, if there is a winner, will take control of this group effectively. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think everyone's accepting, accepting that although there is a lot of rugby to be played in this competition yet, the, the person who wins this match is definitely going to be in pole position and it's going to make it harder for the teams below them. Adge McGinty not playing for sale. We all really wanted to see that. He's, he's done well over there. He's been doing well for America. But he had surgery on Friday, so he's out for 12 weeks. He's going to miss the game as well at the Aviva against Ireland, which must be very frustrating for him. Yeah, it's 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 very it's very sad for him as well and frustrating. I mean, he was such a, a popular figure in Connacht who was really well liked by, by fans and by players and also by the media because he was such an obliging fella. And I think everyone feels sorry for him. And I know even Andy Friend said that the players are upset because they actually wanted to play against Arj. And, you know, I know I you do feel for him. We don't know. Who, I'm not sure the replacement is. I think there's a very kind of a young out half there at the moment. Um, um, but I, you certainly do feel for Arj because it, he was going to add an extra dimension to to the match for Connacht people. 
Well, of course, he hopefully will be turning up here in, in January for the return leg. One thing that needs to be said, Connacht will go back into Pro 14 action uh, immediately after this game or the following week. But the Premiership are, are actually now on a break until the 17th of November. They've got a new competition called the Premiership Cup, which is uh, a replacement for the Anglo-Welsh Cup, uh, which sort of died a death because the Welsh teams lost interest in it. But it does mean that Sale could really load up on Saturday. They can pick they can pick a very strong side and they can maybe relax a bit more in this Premiership Cup competition. So Connacht are going to have to be on their metal. Well, I'd be expecting Sale to be, to be loaded for this weekend. You know, they are at home. They're very proud at home. They have great support at home. And yes, if they've got this break, that win this match and they know that they're, they're they they are really on the front foot and everyone else is on the back foot and I would expect them to have all their front liners out as much as possible. There may be indications that Connacht will be bringing a few players back as well. Uh, Tainan O'Halloran maybe. Might come a bit early for Kieran Marmion and I'm just wondering what they're going to do without half. David Horowitz played for the Eagles and we'll be talking about the Eagles in a little segment in this in a while. But um, yeah, I, I think Connacht are going to go hard for this one as well. Oh, I would expect so. They, they know it. This is this could define essentially the group, the pool. They don't want to be the ones on the back foot. If they come out of if they come out of sale with a win, if they come out with a draw, they need to come out with something, preferably a win. Um, it's hard to see, depending on depending on the weather and depending on the match. You know, is it going to be a very open running game? They seem to have. They seem to be able to play both. Connett seem to be able to play both. So you just don't know how it's going to go. Come, might come down to defences, but I would certainly imagine that that you know Connett will, with while making more changes again this week. We expect Tom Farrell will be back in the centre to partner Bundy. So that's going to be go back to the normal partnership there. I think he's been out. Uh, he was his past is, was passing his protocols for HIA at the moment. I don't think there's an issue with it. So. Um, I think you know, with when you look at the the, the second row as well, you it's possible Alton Delan could come back into into the equation there as well. Paul Boyle comes back into the equation as well. Um, so Sean O'Brien possibly as possibly well. Possibly Sean O'Brien. So I think yes, you are going to see a few more changes. Um, some of these players have had a good rest last week, and they'll be ready. They'll be ready to go this week. The Connacht Eagles played their final match of the season on Sunday here at the Sports Ground and it was defeat number six, which doesn't really look good on when you're looking at the table. They lost 49-12 to the Ulster Ravens. But the strength this year of what the Eagles have done and at the end of last season, they've brought through players. Paul Boyle is the one that stands out. And on Saturday against Bordeaux, Joe Maximew, Colm de Butler, James Connolly, Conor Fitzgerald, Conor McEwen, three of them making their debuts for Connacht senior team off the bench. So after the match on Sunday, I caught up with Mossy Lawler, the head coach, and captain on the day, Johnny Murphy. And then afterwards, Alan Deegan, Dave Finn and myself had a chat about the whole Eagle season so far. Is the whole point of this really what we saw yesterday when you've seen players coming through into the senior squad and being able to go out and perform in a European Challenge Cup game? Yeah, 100%. Um, that's exactly what it's about. Um, I think when Andy first came into the job, he was he was keen on us making a big statement this year in relation to winning everything that we go into. And obviously, speaking to you last week, that's exactly what, what we do intend to do. Um, unfortunately, results didn't go our way this year, but 
Um, you see the guys that are actually getting their first caps yesterday and you see uh, four young school lads playing here today. Um, so for us, it's, it's finding out about those and it's seeing those guys. So from Andy's point of view, if we didn't have these six games, he probably wouldn't know about Cullum the Butler. He wouldn't know about Connor Fitz or he obviously would know about them, sorry, but he wouldn't have seen them in, in action, high quality action to, to say, right, these guys are good enough, let's throw them into Europe. Does that make your job a bit difficult though when they're, when they're taken away from you? And as you say today, you have to rotate in younger guys and change the structure of the team around. Uh, not at all. That's, that's what makes our job, uh, I suppose, rewarding to see uh, young Connor and, and young Cullum get their, get their first caps yesterday. So when those guys perform, they get rewarded and uh, it's just great to see those two guys get their caps yesterday. And looking forward now, you need more games at this level, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, again, seeing those young guys coming through and uh, and seeing the high quality of rugby that these guys are playing, um, the, our young kids getting exposed to playing with pros and playing against pros, um, it, it, I suppose it's invaluable. Um, so ho- hopefully the RFU will look at something uh, next year, maybe a bigger tournament, a longer tournament, or... Uh, hopefully there may be interpros around the, the, the club uh, Christmas break uh, and after Christmas. So for us, uh, it's a massive tool in, in seeing guys, whether they're ready or not, and but also a massive tool for, for our pro guys to get game time when, when they're not picked for the first. And does it give you an opportunity with the younger players just to, to see how they perform within a team structure and how they, the setups and just see how they're, they're maturing? That's that, that's exactly what it's about. Um, I suppose from from our job as an a, an academy coach, um, our day to day is just teaching guys the basics of their tackle, their catch pass, and the big pillars around around the, the their core skills. But it's it's ultimately you don't see it until you put them in and, and test them at a at a higher level of rugby. So. Um, that's it. Sorry, just to, I'm not trying to be blunt, but that's exactly what it is about. And, and the more we see of it, the better the better for our young kids. Johnny Murphy joining me here, captain today of the Connacht Eagles. Another difficult afternoon, but I suppose this is a learning curve for the players. Yeah, definitely. From like in every game we've played, there's been that opportunity to win, and we've been talking about just sticking in there and plugging away and having that opportunity to win in the last ten five minutes. But like credit to the boys, like there's a lot of changes, a lot of young faces. You know, we had, I think it was five props or six props in the team this week just with numbers and the senior team and all. But, uh, like, credit to the lads. Like, they do stick it. Everyone gives as much as they can, and that's really positive. And I feel if we keep going the direction we're going, the wins are going to come and we're going to go in the right direction. And boys are, like, you can look, there's Fitzy and Colin with the seniors this week and did very well. And the boys are capable of doing it and stepping up to that. Is that a good driving force for for the other players to see to see lads getting in and you know something like Paul Boyle who played a lot of this level of rugby last year when it was a different competition? I think it's very positive that the boys know that there's that pathway and the likes of Friendy, Jimmy, Nige, like Pete as well, like like they get if boys are playing well and doing their job, they're going to get opportunities at the top level. And like you've seen Boiler, like he's kicked on and he sort of let a marker down and. If boys get the opportunity and do what they're doing week in, week out, they're going to get the same. There is now a definite uh, pathway. Yeah, there, de- yeah, there definitely is. There's, like, there's opportunities for boys and it is hard. Like, 
we have a different team on a weekly basis at times, and like we're prepping the seniors, and it is it is difficult, but it's no excuse. Just you know, having that time scale for a game through the week. But when we go out there at the weekend, boys are given everything they have, and if you're doing that and coaches recognise it, and you're training well, doing your job at the weekend, the pathway is there. Now you're from Donaghcloney near Banbridge, so you were playing your ho- your home province today. But how did you come down to Connacht? Uh, I was with Ulster through the academy and a few years development, and then I moved across to Rotherham. So I played a season there in the championship. And uh, actually played Connacht, the Eagles in the BNI, and I think I'm, I'm not sure how it went, but I got the call and they're interested, and eventually came over here and today I played against Mobile Province. It was interesting now, like <laughs> I would have loved to win, but you know I'm happy just leaving everything out in the field. How how important is it that there will be games? Coming all up with some maybe some interprovincial opposition. Yeah. Well, Friendly's really pushing the club game as well. So if you're not playing with the seniors and there's no A game, you're going to be out with your club. So and he's going to be keeping a close eye on that. But definitely through the year, it is good to have those like even interpros. You know, even playing the under twenties, there's normally a game for them. Like at Christmas time, it does lets the coaches see the boys that you know mightn't be getting exposure or getting regular game time with the seniors just to lay that marker down again and just gives an opportunity to shine. Connacht Eagles 12, Ulster Ravens 49 final score here this afternoon at a sun-drenched sports ground. I've got uh, Alan Deegan and Dave Finn with me. I'm going to start with Dave. Um, Looking at this game and then we have to look at it sort of in the context of the whole of the programme over the last six weeks? Well, I think at times, weirdly, even though the scoreline wouldn't, wouldn't have you believe it, they actually played some of their best rugby today. There was, a, there was a nice zippiness to it, but at, you have to always take into account that we had a very strange strange team out there. We had, a, we had Dylan Tierney, who has been a replacement hooker the last three weeks, playing at seven because of call-ups to the senior squad and a few injuries from last week. We had a bench that was, based, was a 3-4 split, which was three, three from home players and four backs. We had no cover from five th- for from four three days. We ended up in a situation where Keen Foxford goes off injured. Um, we wish him all the best. It, I'm hoping it was. I'm, I'm hoping it's people being overly cautious. But he ended up in a situation where Matt Burke, who is our loose head, goes to number eight. Um, they also had a very strong, relatively speaking, for this competition. That was a very strong Ulster team. Um, in the wider context, of the thing. We've seen it yesterday. Five guys came that played last week against Cardiff were on the bench against to, uh, against Bordeaux, and they all contributed to the victory. Um, in the wider context, you, you, I know people look at it. It's six defeats, and what are we doing? And well, how is it good for players to be getting to you know to be suffering in that sort of level? But if you look at over, if you look at it over the weeks, a lot of guys who have played in this competition have gone on to the senior squad and that's what you're looking for and I was impressed by some of the guys that came on yesterday I think uh, Conor Fitzgerald looked like he can he could if he develops the way he's going could do something in his job it's about development you're looking at developing players you're looking can they compete at this level and I, I think um, and I'll, I'll probably make a bigger thing about this is, there, is the attitude right and we were here last year and some of the attitude of the players was wrong and those players some of those players have been moved on I don't think, based on the attitude today, you'd move any of these lads on. Whether any of them become stars, whether many of them get uh, full-time contracts, I don't know. But you would be encouraged in terms of attitude and their thought level. Their execution, though, was at times naive. 
Yeah, I'd agree. I think you're looking at a situation where if you took one or two of those guys, as we saw yesterday against Bordeaux, and put them in with experienced players, they won't feel lost. And that it showed that yesterday. I think you'd see it today. I was very impressed with uh, Johnny Murphy. I thought he had an excellent, very, very busy game. Got himself around the field, led led very well. I thought Horowitz did did quite well. He was on there for about 60 minutes, um, but one huge tackle in, which gave the, the, the whole team a big lift. Um, one unfortunate kick across field that the, um, the, the winger eventually covered and, and got one. If it had gone another half inch, would have been over his head, into the corner, Connor could have got, brought themselves back in the game. The injury to Kean Huxford looks looked pretty bad. They spent a long time, they had a neck brace on him, they eventually carted him off. I hope he's okay. But it had a big impact on Connor because they'd got themselves back into the game with a try just before half time. And they were they were really starting to push the problem I had with them was that their backline wasn't quite inventive enough and they took too long to recycle the ball. Ulster were recycling the ball in one and a half, two seconds. Connacht were doing it in three, four, five seconds, which means by the time we got back out to the backline, they had plenty of cover and Ulster had it well covered. Now, we had a third person to talk to today at the press conference, which is a little unusual because Quinn Rue was up to talk to us because he has signed a new contract and he is extending his stay here now to the end of the 2021 season. So let's hear what uh, Quinn had to say when I talked to him. Quinn, great news today. You've signed on for another two years to add on to the contract. So you'll be here till 20, season 2021. Uh, how pleased are you with that? Um, yeah, very happy. Um, it's been quite an easy decision for me. To, um, I've been happy over the last several years in Galway and we love living in Galway. My wife's really happy and like I said, it was an easy decision for me to stay and um, looking forward to an uh, exciting couple of years. With Connacht and uh, possibly with Ireland as well? Yeah, like if you want to play for Ireland, you have to play in Ireland. So that's that's kind of a big, big decision for me to stay as well. Um, ultimately, you want to play for Ireland, and if you want to do that, you need to play well in Ireland. So, yeah, it's an easy decision. Really happy with um, what's what's going to what's going to come, and uh, hopefully, we can make it make it work. Yeah. And how important is well, you, you alluded to your your wife likes go. How important is it when you're living away from home that that everybody is settled and uh, is happy in the area that they're, that they're living? Oh, it's massive. Um, we find a home in Galway. We call it home. We've been here for five years now. Um, definitely calling it home. And that's a big decision um, for us um, to call a place like this home. And it's, it's been made easy for us. And the people of Galway has taken us in. And that just plays a massive role in making decisions and signing contracts. It, it kind of, it's, it's the most important thing. You have to be happy where you are. And that's the main thing for us. This season's been going pretty well for you. I mean, w- watching from the, the sidelines, I feel you've been uh, very effective and the structure seems to be working well. Yeah, um, physically I feel the best I've feel in a very long time. It feels like it, one of the best starts to the season I've ever had and like it's been going really well on the, on the friendly and um, it's all positive in the environment, so it makes it nicer to play as well. So, yeah, that all helps and it adds, adds to the performances. And the November internationals coming up for Ireland now as well. So, so you're operating with a foot in both camps. Does as in the way they are structured? Is is there any particular differences between them, or or can you move seamlessly from the Connacht setup to the Ireland setup? 
Um, it used to take a, a, a few weeks to get used to it, but as you get used to being in camp, you kind of know what, what to expect, and um, you just fit in seamlessly. The, the intensity is, is really high in the camp, and we're trying to mimic that in, in, in Connacht, so that kind of helps us to have a few people in here that's been in the international setup to, to, to raise the intensity and the quality of our training sessions, so that helps add to the value of what, what, whatever we do, so that's very good, yeah. That's good news for Connacht. He's he's playing really well. I mean, he's stood out this season now. He's he's really looked uh, on the money. Yeah, um, I think Quinn appears to be so much more. Maybe it's just it takes a while for you know a foreign player or South African or wherever they're from to really bed in. He's much more. He appears much more confident. He is obviously taking on more of a leadership role, and he seems to be relishing that. And he is obviously in with playing in the Irish team so everything is going in his favour and just chatting to him there briefly he was saying that he really does regard Ireland and and Galway as his home so he's he's really bedded in while here he's leading by example and Andy Friend has you know only praise for Quinn particularly I mean he said Quinn was talking about actually his line out calls I mean because he's taken on more responsibility remember in the past that Quinn was not a line out caller it was Andrew Brown I think in the past couple of years but last year he kind of had to take on this role and the fact that now he has this responsibility he's actually enjoying it yep and uh Obviously, Ireland could be calling again very soon for him. They've got four internationals in November this year. There's going to be a lot of players in and around that squad. But uh, good news for Connacht. Let's have a look at the results from last weekend. We will start with the Champions Cup, uh, just to look at how the three Irish teams got on. Leinster on Friday night, 52, Wasps 3. Maybe the result of the weekend, Exeter 10, Munster 10. They keep doing it. They keep going and getting these results, Munster. And one that'll settle Dan McFarland a little bit, Ulster 24, Leicester 10. Just to give everybody a heads up on who's in the Challenge Cup this year, because it's a competition that struggles for attention sometimes. I'm going to run through the results. In Pool 1, Timishwara Saracen 17, Dragons 54, Northampton 20, Claremont Auvergne 41. In Pool 2, Ospreys 27, Pau 0, Stade Francais 27, Worcester 38. In Pool 3, Perpignan 24, Sale 41, Connacht 22, Bordeaux 10. In Pool 4, NSISTM 21, La Rochelle 82. That match played in Krasnorsk, where it was 17 degrees. But that was plus 17 degrees, not minus 17. Bristol 43, Zebre 22. And in Pool 5, Benetton 40, Grenoble 14, Harlequins 54, Agen 22. So you can see from that that some teams are well up and running. The Connacht pool looks maybe a little bit tighter than some of those ones. Looking forward to the fixtures next weekend. While Connacht are taking on sale at 3 o'clock on Saturday, Bordeaux will be home to Perpignan at 6pm. Munster will host Gloucester on Saturday. Ulster will travel to Racing 92. And Leinster will travel to Toulouse on Sunday. Then they weave a very quick one-day trip over to Sale on Saturday. So an early start. Oh, I love these early starts. They're, they're great. No, it's look, it's just it's 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 actually great to be able to get over and back in, in in one day and go to what is hopefully going to be a very exciting European match, and hopefully the weather will play ball as well. Well, it's not on television. It's live on. Go Bay FM on the stream from 2.30 with our build-up show. 
There might have been some problems with our stream last week. I hope those will be fixed. And it'll be on FM sharing coverage with some Club GAA matches from 3 o'clock. And we hope you can join us on that. So thanks to Lindy McKenzie for joining me on the Midweek Podcast this week. And we'll have all the news from Sale after the game with our main match podcast early next week. Cheers, see you later.